Tonight in the Flophouse, we discuss the sentient robot film, Stealth. Sentient, a word I only learned how to pronounce after recording this podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the first episode of The Flophouse, the episode that we will look back on with shame in the future. Uh, this is the show where we examine a, a fairly recent movie of, of bad provenance and uh, discuss it. And uh, my name is Dan McCoy. Uh, my name is Simon uh, Fisher. Um, I wanted the show to be called <laughs> Creature Aberration, um, but uh, we're stuck with Flophouse. And I, I'm Stuart Wellington, and uh, I thought the Flophouse was pretty funny. So the first movie that we uh, watched was a, a little film called Stealth. A combination of Short Circuit, 2001, uh, Top Gun. What are some other robot movies? Um, there was... I don't think Top Gun was a robot movie. Let's count it as a robot movie. Other robot movies. Transformers. Yes, also like Transformers. There was a combination of Transformers and Stealth also. Josh Lucas, I believe, was our hero. I, I'm too lazy to look it up. I I imagine that any leading man that is too bland... I think it was Cole Hauser. I think they were the same two dudes. Um, cool. It's the one guy with a nom de gore. Uh, Dirk Bassman. Yep, Dirk, I think hero. Josh Lucas looks more like a vulture than Cole Hauser. Oh, well, it looks like a vulture, too. And uh, Jessica Biel and uh, Ray Charles, uh, Oscar <laughs> winner Jamie Foxx. The ghost of Ray Charles was in the movie. They were all, uh, there were three uh, hot shot. Hot doggers. We hot dogs. Hot doggers. Fly boys. Hot doggers. And um, they were all anti-terrorists. They were, they were also friends, though. That's important. They were fast friends. They weren't only work colleagues, they were the best of friends. And uh, they were a sentient plane was added to their team. Later, they had been misgivings at the beginning. They didn't know if it was going to work out very well. Yeah. So wait, they didn't take immediately to the robot plane. No, you were there. You remember. <laughs> there were some adjustments. So they didn't take it out to the, like, the clubs and shit with them. No, they did not. They did, however, go out to the clubs a lot. There was a lot of club scenes. And a lot of hanging out in though. Thailand. So these, these three flyboys, these three hotshot Air Force pilots... We're joined by this plane called Eddie. Yes. Uh, what was it? Extreme um, Dangerous Insertion? Extreme Deep Insertion. Extreme Deep Insertion? sort of sex toy. It's either a dildo or like a series of movies. Like, uh, it's like Extreme, extreme Dildo Impersonator. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were all like sort of uh, ace anti-terrorism squad. Yes. Which, I, you know, planes, as far as I have... Uh, been able to ascertain are the main line against terrorism. Yes, yeah, they're, they're they, they, they fly in stealth style and then blow up uh, various strategic locations. And uh, that's so, how we fight wars. So Eddie, wars gets, the future. Eddie gets hit by lightning, short circuit style, becomes evil for a time. Well, uh, to be fair, I've been thinking about it a little bit since the movie's been over. He didn't become evil per se, he just took his programming too literally. Right. He didn't know any better. Does that make somebody evil? 
Not if you're a robot, I don't think. <laughs> so you're saying that he's the heavily armed airplane equivalent of like a two-year-old. Yes, yes, I do think that. That's exactly my argument. So in uh, briefly, the second part of the original <laughs> question, is it possible for a robot to be evil? Yes. I would. Uh, yes, it is. Because remember how at first he just is following his programming, but later he learns that he feels remorse. At that point, now that he has a guilt mechanism, at that point, if he continues to choose to do evil, then he's evil. I don't understand. So <laughs> perhaps but, I need to be hit by life. <laughs> you raise an interesting no, question because during his uh, so-called evil period, he directly leads to the death of Jamie Foxx's character. But he doesn't attack him. He just is so good at evasive maneuvers that Jamie Foxx is exploded in his own missile explosion. And I don't think, I don't know if you remember, but uh, the robot did tell him that there's a 1% chance of him being shot down. That's by true. Robots are really good at calculating probabilities. So plane goes evil. Um, what does the plane do then? It flies to, uh, it flies to Germany? No, it flies to Russia. The plane flies to Russia. And it's going to try to destroy a bunch of Russian shit. Or just fly a Russian airspace. I don't remember. It was never terribly clear. One thing that this movie has taught me is that there is little to no penalty for invading a foreign country's airspace. There's not. There's. There's. It's. It's consequence free. That's what I like about it. Um. Doesn't Jessica Biel get shot by a North Korean guy's sniper rifle? Yes. That sounds like a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> well, not on the international theater. It's not a penalty. Eddie oh. uh, leads to the death of Jamie Foxx. Yes. Leads directly to, to Jessica Biel. Who Beale. is the most wise cracking of all? Yeah. Frankly, not a big loss to the film. With Jamie Foxx. I hope Jamie Foxx isn't listening. And Jessica Biel goes down to North Korea. All as a result of Eddie. Um, and then. then later, Extreme deep insertion. Josh call Lucas my full discovers name. that. Um, not such a bad guy, this, this, this airplane. And they go together and they. Uh, you know, save Jessica Biel. Yeah, they... He figures it out because uh, that robot blows up a shitload of Russian dudes. Yeah, well, they, they work together as a team because the one guy... Well, should, should we spoil the twist ending? I think it's I think it's all right. It's okay to spoil it? All right, well, the guy, the boss guy that you're going to see in the beginning of the by movie... By the way, the boss guy played by uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright <laughs> Sam Shepard yes. in a nod to his role in the right stuff. Yep, yep, that's what it was. See, he, uh, he's the boss, and at first you think he's cool, but then later on he turns out to be a douchebag, and he's just trying to cover his own ass. So he tries to have this doctor assassinate Cole Hauser's character with, like, a syringe full of poison. Yeah, Lucas. I'm pretty sure it was Cole Hauser. Uh, he tries to poison him with a syringe, and, um... And that guy, doesn't he want to leave Jessica Biel in North Korea or something? Who, the doctor? <laughs> no, the doctor, the boss. Oh, okay. Because he tells Cole Hauser's character, he's like, yeah, she landed just fine. Just fine. But really, he finds out later from from uh, Extreme Deep Insurgent okay, that wait, wait. she crashed in North Korea. I don't think I was watching the movie. <laughs> <very good. laughs> we were texting a lot. The, um, which I think signifies... Um, I don't want to gloss over this because, like, the, <laughs> to me, the most baffling thing about the movie is that, um, okay, stealth. I like to call him stealth. Uh, I prefer, I prefer extreme deep insertion. I know, I like stealth because it makes me think of the movie title. <laughs> yeah, the guy's stealth. name is Stealth. You think Stealth is the bad guy <laughs> just because he, you know, kills one of our stealth. heroes and strands another one of our heroes in an enemy country. But turns out 
Phil's a good guy and sacrifices himself at the end uh, to help all them. And and you think then, okay, Sam Shepard is the bad guy. But you know what? Sam Shepard commits suicide. Like a bad guy would. And so basically our heroes don't have to do anything, really, to combat any antagonist in the course of the Well, that's, that's the weird thing. It's, it's a weird... It's weird. It's an antagonist-free movie. It's a movie where they have these 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 obstacles that will pop up from time to time, but then the obstacles, in most cases, resolve themselves. Like Cole Hauser doesn't fix Stealth. Like Stealth, pretty much just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go along with you. Like the obstacle resolves itself. Yeah. I don't know that I would say that I actually paid attention to this movie, <laughs> uh, but if I recall from the trailer. <laughs> Stealth was kind of the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> and second of all... No, uh, no, we were just talking about that. Stealth's not the bad guy. Well, also his name's that Stealth. I just remember that line from the trailer where Jamie Foxx says, I'm going to blast you right out of the sky. Yes, but Jamie Foxx's character is dead. That character dies. And I don't even remember him saying that line in the movie. I don't remember either. I watched the entire movie, and I don't remember at any point he said, So, misadvertised. I'm going to blow you out of the sky. Yes, lies and advertising. Lies and half-truths. That's the packaging that surrounds this movie. What other movies did um, Rob Cohen, the director of Stealth, direct, Daniel? I believe that Rob Cohen was the director of The Fast and the Furious. Now, that's a hell of a movie. Yeah. That's I, a movie I think we can all get behind. I think, well, I think we can get behind it better than um, Stealth. Stealth, sure. Stealth, well, Stealth was, um, it was, a real, uh, it was a real snore factory. That's what I like to call Whereas, it. I like to call it a snore factory. Whereas the Fast Why do you like to call that? Because it made me snore a lot. It produced so many snores. Uh, like, so a fact, like a factory, like an efficiently run factory, generating snores. Yeah, there were a lot of explosions and a lot of planes flying through like gulches and like valleys. I'm taking a look at Rob Cohen's um, filmography on the internet. On the on the internet, I like to point out his first major film, Dragonheart. You may remember that one. I remember Dragonheart. Sean Connery was movie. a dragon. <laughs> That's right, Sean Connery played Des a dragon. Dennis Quaid was in it or something, right? Dennis Quaid was a... Um, a, a, a dragon hunter. Now, remind me, was there only the one night? single dragon in that movie? Uh, yes. Or am I thinking of Ring of Fire? That's Connery right, he was, was the, the last, last dragon. dragon. Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery's dragon character uh, were kind of like... That's right. There was a lot of... It was, it was like okay. a buddy comedy if one of the buddies was a dragon and Sean Connery. Sort of like... Uh, it's like Tango and Cash. Or one of them's a dragon. But imagine Cash I don't know if I, is a dragon. Sure, if Cash was a dragon. I don't think it's fair to. Why not? Because I don't want to. Uh, Tango and Cash requires. <laughs> no, a lot hold on, of hold on. I want to. Uh, yeah, Rob Cohen has a hell of a filmography here. Daylight. I'm not familiar with that. Sylvester Sloan. Sylvester Sloan film. Trapped where in a tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Right, where he's in the tunnel. Of course. Um, you might have. I, I believe it had basically the same cover art as Cliffhanger, which was Sylvester Sloan. Hanging off sure. or something. Right there, I thought you were going to say it had the same poster art as uh, Stealth. I was uh, really excited. The Skulls. I yeah. saw the Skulls. Um, Craig Josh, T. Nelson's in there. That's right. Josh Coach. Jackson. We called him Coach. From Dawson's yeah. Creek, I think. Coach played a sinister guy, if I remember. Joe Jackson? Yes, Joshua Jackson of uh, Pacey. Yes, of Pacey. Who of names Pacey. their kid Pacey? TV parents name their kids Pacey. Okay. And Joe Jackson played Pacey in Dawson's Josh Creek. Jackson. Joe Jackson. Joshua Jackson. <laughs> Joe, new wave artist. Joe, Joe Jackson, Jackson, star of Dawson's Creek, was also in The Skulls with Coach. Uh, the Fast and the Future Furious, arguably the only good film 
on Rob Cohen's uh, And even then, I think we're playing it loose and easy with good. Then he went on to Triple X. Triple X right. was, that I did not know that was Rob really Cohen good. also. That, that was a really good movie. As a, as a side note, it's important to that I point out the fact that in Triple X, Vin Diesel's character has a name tattooed on his stomach. That character, that name, is Vin Diesel's D&D character of many years. That's right. pretty weird. More disturbing to me, though. Well, wait, 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 wait. More dis- wait let's well, don't segue that into, like, don't tie that into, like, the fact that he has a D&D character. <laughs> That's a delightful fact. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, on, a, on a not related... <laughs> there we go. What bothers me about this film is that the screenwriter, credit is from W.D. Richter, best known for uh, writing Big Trouble in Little China. Shit, that is a good movie. Still? Uh, also, the uh, 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And I believe that W.D. Richter did The Adventures of Bugger Banzai across the eight dimensions. He was the director of that movie. I can't believe that that guy wrote Stealth. I cannot believe that. Yeah, no. Can't believe it. That is still, they must have edited the shit out of that script then before it went to production. Because I can't believe that guy wrote that script. Yeah, two of uh, two of my personal favorites. Uh, well, because I mean, and... because still sucked, and yet uh, Big Trouble in China is really good. Wait, 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 wait! Are we already at the final judgment portion of this? Wait, I mean, I mean, I haven't decided yet. Don't uh, don't tip your hand. Sure. Uh, all right. What well, uh, what else is going on with uh, stuff? <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on in this film? <laughs> Let me open up today's stealth newspapers. Now I have a question. Check it out. I'm just wondering who stealth is marketed to, Daniel. That's a really good question. Is it a scary movie? Because the trailers, if I recall, people were frightened of the robot. (laughs) Because it was a bad guy. I think you're remembering yourself as a young boy. You're you're projecting on two. Being frightened of robots. You're projecting. It's called projecting. Sure. So, yeah, I think, though, who it's marketed to is an excellent question. What's the target audience for stealth? Well... I have to say, is it like, adventure lovers? Well, the one thing that I enjoyed out of the movie was uh, I do like movies with dog fights in them. I mean, like as far as I was concerned, the one sort of exciting moment in the movie is when Jessica Biel's plane was going down. She had to eject, parachute caught on fire. Simon, what was your favorite? I part really liked the part where the human and the robot grew to understand each other. Okay, <laughs> it's important. You know. I think I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm going to make a lot of friends with this uh, comment, Okay. but uh, I would argue my favorite part of the movie was literally any part where you got a good look at Jessica Biel's ass. <laughs> you know? That's fair. Because it was really nice to look at, and it made me forget that there was a robot fighter pilot trying to kill everybody. That's true. The robot, uh, the robot itself was actually a single sphere. It was implanted into, like, plugged into the plane. Yeah, That's what computers actually look like. He literally had uh, Hal's voice from 2001. It was eerily close. And they, they lifted nearly exactly the scene where Hal uh, read the lip. Well, maybe it wasn't a ripoff so much as an homage. Yeah, well, like good screenwriting. Maybe it was a ripoff, wasn't a ripoff so much as they thought, you know what, let's take 2001 and let's remove all sort of like the subtext about uh, human development. Well, let's boil it down to what it's really all about, humans versus robots. (laughs) Which is is why I like the part where they reconcile the most. 
Let's make it more of a Top Gun. Something about 2001, um, robots, um, robots versus airplanes. Uh, you know what I was going to say was, let's reassociate. Apples. Robots, robot apples. Uh, airplanes, airplanes that shoot apples. Remember how the bad guy in the movie ate apples. Chris Christopherson. See that? Chris Christopherson was not in this film. That's important <laughs> that I point that out. But I think it is important to, to point out that Sam Shepard did eat Granny Smith apples. Or at the very least, he ate green apple. The most yeah. common kind of green apple. Granny, Granny Smith. Smith. Granny Smith apples. I wanted to say, I remember what I wanted to say it was this. Going into this movie, I was afraid that it was going to be another uh, anti-sentient robot <laughs> film. Weirdly enough, no, it wasn't. <laughs> that was the odd thing. I was, I was about to, I was going to come in and say, like, there's been a lot of them lately, right? There have been where they a trash lot talk of, machines with sentience. Yeah, basically, like any movie where like a robot gets self awareness, other than Short Circuit, that robot is bad news. He becomes evil. Give me, uh, give me some examples here, guys. I think you're just well, making shit up. Yeah. Well, the Terminator series. Ah, but Terminator's good in the second one. True, but he's been programmed to be good. Like, That's true. He's not the sentient. robots that are sentient are are evil. I like I said. I you know I'm I'm sick and tired of uh, robot uh, getting robots a bad rap. Sure, they don't deserve better. a bad rap. To me, that's like the science fiction equivalent of the movie where a say a young woman comes from a small town to get a good job in the city, and then she learns that small town ways are the best. And yeah, I'm like that's bullshit. Country right. versus city. Right. Sometimes. Sure. You know, robot big, versus human. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that the attitude toward robots is not unlike the slobs versus slobs parable? I'm saying that Sweet Home Alabama is a dirty lie. <laughs> That's true, it is. is that it? is another movie featuring Cole Hauser, star of stealth. Cole <laughs> <laughs> Hauser not in <laughs> Josh Lucas and his piercing, piercing blue eyes. They were very blue. Star Deep is the bluest. The trailer for that movie features a dog doing a double take. <laughs> Wait, still? <laughs> I don't no, remember. No, Sweet Home still? Alabama. I, I... Wait, wait, wait. There was a dog that does a double take in the trailer for Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, like somebody says some kind of a line, or like, like Reese Witherspoon's like, I'm never going back to the city, or something like that. Sure, and then, and the then the dog like looked like the bloodhound mm -hmm. who's sitting on the porch and looks up. And is like, oh, it's like it's it's, it's spit take. Spit yeah. take dog food. Well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spit take dog food. Yeah, you know, like I I believe that like the Wilhelm scream, you know, like the scream that's been used over and over again. There is one sound for a dog doing a double take, and it's been used. Do you think a dog can actually make that noise? No, I know. I don't believe that's possible. I think a human made that noise. <laughs> I think a human made that noise also. Or it comes from a really weird thing where they like, they're like, yeah, if we scratch some drumsticks across the trash can and play it backwards, that's how we get the sound. I would that's how sound magic. So works. it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a foley artist creation. Yes. I would say the nine out of ten times. That's probably fair. <laughs> One out of ten times, it's. Not actually a dog. It's all. It's it's a cat, or it's, I don't know. No, I, I think that instead of it being a complex, you know, sound tech kind of thing, they're like, "Hey, you make this kind of sound." Or, and the person makes the sound. They record it. Done. Movie. That over. sound is actually made by hitting a side of beef. Mm -hmm. That's where it comes from. Hey, you flops! Flopping in the flop house with us three flops. Scoop doo bop. Nice. That was gold. That should be our bumper for all of them. 
anything else about stealth worth discussing? I don't know that there is. <laughs> I don't know. Would you call it a thriller? No. I would call, if it, you were... would you call it a chiller. <laughs> uh, no to that one either. Now, if I was going to, like, say, Dan, you own a video store. Imagine this, okay? You know, it's full of people ready to rent movies that they're going to enjoy and eat called, popcorn it's during. It's Dan's Videos. Dan's Videos. Um, you probably also sell, like, candy and popcorn. Can you call it Film Frolics? Yes, you can yeah, call, you call it Film Frolics. There's candy and, like, popcorn and shit and all kinds of stuff. And you organize your DVDs in a certain way according to what you believe to be most appropriate to somebody who would rent uh, right. a feature. Your genre. What genre area, like collection of shelves, would you play stealth? I think I would put it in action adventure. Okay. Simon, you own Dan's videos. (laughs) I bought Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, Dan. No, no, no. Dan mishandled the whole thing. I bought it. Okay. Um, I would you know what? It's it is it's it is an action. Like it's an action movie, you can't put it anywhere else. Now, obviously that doesn't make a difference. Good action movie. However, it is an action movie. It's not. It's not a classical drama. It's clearly not a comedy. Okay. It's not a horror movie. Okay. You know what, guys? You know what, guys? I'm sorry. You're both wrong. No. In Dan's video, (laughs) stealth falls under robot mayhem. There's no. No, I'm serious. I went there the other day. First of all, that is a very. That is a very specific video store. If, if I ever... Get, subdivisions. If I was going to subdivide things like that, I don't think I would have any time if, for any movies to be. If, I would be too busy. If I went to a video movies. store that had a category called, um, what was it, Robot Mayhem? Robot I would Mayhem, think yep. the owner of that video store was a hipster asshole. <laughs> no, I have to disagree with you. I, I, I mean, say, I don't own it. I just went there. <laughs> I oh, I got it. I uh, mysterious, like, ex-benefactors <laughs> bought it after I ran it out of business. Yeah. Mysterious, <laughs> sure, and you just happen to see this was the way they organized the guy. I have to say, um, if Stewart owned Dan's video and there was a section called Robot Mayhem, I would have to rent every movie <laughs> in the Robot Mayhem movie. section because uh, I can't tell you how many you know Saturday nights I'm thinking Terminator, that's Robot Mayhem, Mayhem. That's what I need. Uh, batteries not included. That's Mayhemy. Yeah, bro, batteries not included kind of sucks. I watched it recently. Dude, there's plenty of mayhem in it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We've talked a lot about this movie, Stealth. What's uh, what's the final judgment here, Dan? Snore Factory. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, the categories are, the official Flophouse categories are a, a bad movie that you wouldn't recommend to anyone. A bad movie that you would recommend to people because it's kind of fun. Or a movie that you secretly kind of like. So Simon, which, which one is it? Uh, well, for me, since the movie was a goddamn snore factory, I have, I have um, for me, movies are either fun factories or snore factories. <laughs> and um, if it's That's a fun... personal radio. Sure, but uh, for the purposes of the show, um, I would say that since it is a snore factory, I would not recommend it to anyone. I think it has almost no redeeming quality. Right. Mainly just boring. Stewart. Um. Wait. What are the categories? Oh. Um. Snore I would. Or fun factory. <laughs> I would recommend it to <laughs> wait, wait. people. <laughs> no, no. I thought this was do we recommend it at all? Not which subtypes of people would you recommend it to? <laughs> like I would not recommend it to moms, but I would aunts. Oh, weird. How about that? <laughs> I would recommend it to people who enjoy films, not sentient flames. <laughs> Okay, you're both dicks. 
fun. I wouldn't recommend it really to anyone. It wasn't really that good. There's no nudity, and there's not really any Cole Hauser was good in it. There's no Cole Hauser in that movie. First of all, I thought Cole Hauser did a really good job of looking like Josh Lucas. Uh, So I would say, nobody, uh, that movie's really crabby. Don't watch it. Dan? Well, uh... I would have to agree with you both. I would not I recommend I think you made a wise decision to anyone. So, uh, for the very first episode, total agreement. Nice. It feels good. It's weird. It feels really good. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable. It makes me feel really good. For this, uh, this first episode, there's a segment I want to inaugurate. Inaugurate. I would like to inaugurate. Inaugurate. Which is to say, uh, to prove that we're not just sad bastards that hate everything in the world. Is there anything that you, uh, any movie that you've seen recently that you would recommend in contrast to uh, this was lousy movie we just watched? Stu, what'd you say? Looks good. Um, the other day I watched the uh, the remake of The Hitcher and I wouldn't wait, actually- wait, you would recommend this? <laughs> because that's the whole substance of this portion of the show. Wait, wait hold on, take a minute. Actually, I probably wouldn't recommend it. However, <laughs> Um, it's really weird because Sean Bean totally kills all these dudes and a helicopter, Which and cool. uh, that makes it not very scary. But then I don't think Rucker Howard was that scary in the original. Well, Rucker Howard was not terribly scary. What though would you recommend? Give me a good, give me a good movie I should check out when I go to Jane's um, video. I recently bought Monster Squad, but I think that's an easy sell because yeah, it's, it's softball really, pitch. It's Underground. really awesome. Sure. Wolfman explodes and he's got nards. So Simon, what else? What what have you been up to? What's your story? What did I see recently? I saw the ten the other day, uh, and it was really really hilarious. However, most people aren't going to get a chance to see. I believe I saw that uh, the ten is literally in uh, twenty five theaters nationwide. Well, that's the thing. It's no one's going to see it. That's why I feel like uh, an elitist asshole even mentioning it because you're going to have to wait till it comes out on DVD. However, was really really hilarious. You know what I saw? You know what I saw the other day? What did you see? That actually wasn't that bad. What was that? What's the movie where um, Jaw Three? No, hold it wasn't Jaw Three. Um, what movie has Julianne Moore and um, Pierce Brosnan, and they both played divorce attorneys, but uh, they end up getting laws drunk? of attraction. Laws of attraction. Brown affair. <laughs> no, it's a lot of that's. Boogie Nights. That's yes, Boogie Nights. I recently saw Boogie Nights, and Pierce Brosnan is amazing. You're gonna make fun of mine. Because uh, probably will. Now I'm not going to say this is a good movie, but you're recommending it to me. But I caught Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. That's weirdly enough the only one I've never seen. And I'll tell you what, not a big fan of the Friday, of the of the of Nightmare on Elm Street films. I think that they're overrated. I, I know that you guys agree. The first one's okay, not really that scary. The third one's kind of fun. Well, they're weirdly homoerotic. Uh, think so? Number two yeah. certainly is. What's so homoerotic about A lot of them are like him, like cutting dudes' cocks off and shit. I think. Number two is the. Does he cut off a gay cock? Of Probably. Series. What's so gay about it? Well, it was directed by uh, a gay man, so uh, there's. I a mean, lot do you think that informs his filmmaking? Yeah, it does inform his. Like, there's a lot of Freddy preying on uh, shirtless teenage guys. Mm-hmm. Freddy said the final nightmare. I'm not gonna recommend it to you as like a, a movie that that you, you got to go out and see. However, if you get a chance to watch it, it has this great like feel of like late 80s, early 90s, Green Quest images, special <laughs> effects. They totally do away with the idea of this being like really a horror movie or really movie that has to make any sense. So it's just like a weird horror. dream sequence. It's just like a weird dream sequence from front to back. 
And uh, it's kind of fun. And, and you know what, Dan? I saw that movie in the fucking theater. Yeah? And I thought it was awesome. Did you like, <laughs> did you like when Brecken Meyer was killed in a Nintendo game? Brecken Meyer's in that movie? Young Brecken Meyer is in it being killed by Freddy. First of all, I don't know who that person is, game. but yes. He's the guy I like from uh, that one show. There was that show on where he worked at some news theater. Uh, some I just remember that part show. when that person is like dragged across the ceiling by an invisible. <laughs> I think that's every. That's uh, pretty LG much all that everyone else Yeah, you know, my only real problem with that one is that I don't oh, think anybody. Oh, Freddy's dead. That's the one with the 3D glasses. <laughs> yes. Of course. Duh? I saw that movie, my friend Mike Barnes' house, when I was in Christ. It, was, it would have been like sixth grade. It was probably sixth grade. I think it was sixth grade. You know? Because she pulls him in the real world in the end, she sticks like a grenade in him, and he explodes, and his head shoots out. I, I think that and movie he says, like, cha 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 or some That's shit. the same because movie where the first kid that dies is the deaf kid, and his, like, crazy mom shoves, like, a super long Q-tip through his head. Yeah. That, like, that was kind of great, because it totally, like... Dispenses with the idea that this movie is scary. It totally dispenses with the idea that this movie has to make any sort of sense, and it's just like a crazy sequence of things that happen. It's true. You know what? Um, I would I would take that recommendation. Huh. So we've had a lot of fun tonight, Dan. We have. I had a chill um, blast. It was a great blast. <laughs> what so yeah, let's do this uh, sign off. All right. This has been the Flophouse. This is uh, Dan McCoy, Simon Fisher, and Stuart Wellington. Thank you for listening. Good night. I like Cinema Craptacular. Um, the Bad Film Inspectors. <laughs> Dude. I really do like the Bad Film Inspectors as a name. I think that's a tremendous name for the show. The Terrible Talkies. I think it's either be the Terrible Talkies or the... Where is it at? Or oh, the bad film inspectors. What? I like bad film inspectors. You do? Because um, the idea being that we inspect them. <laughs> I mean, I think the flop house is like, if we were actually being like serious and we're like, hey, let's name something something. The flop house is really good. Uh, bad film inspectors uh, just makes me wish I had like a pair of really cool sunglasses. <laughs> bad film inspectors sounds like it's a really cool comic book idea.